The following takes place during the events of 1922 through World War II. This includes CISA conflict, terrible living conditions, including the Holocaust of fighting Nazis. If this makes you uncomfortable, we ask that you stop listening now. This is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer's discretion is advised. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Daylight actions in the south of England had already been conducted by him, and all his arrangements and apparatus had been brought to the highest perfection. More certain than that every trace of Hitler's footsteps, every stain of his infected and corroding fingers will be sponged and purged, and if need be blasted from the surface of the earth. It was you who began the indiscriminate bombing. We remember Warsaw in the very few days, first few days of the war. And to retain the utmost vigilance meanwhile, we have to reckon with the gambler's desperation. We have to reckon with a criminal who by a mere gesture had decreed the death of three or four million Russian and German soldiers. In another and greater operation, it has come to pass with success thus far. Hi, welcome to our first ever episode of Gone Dark Season Zero. I'm here with our first player. Who are you and who are you playing today? Hi, my name is uh, Matt. I am going to be playing the German card master, uh, Gunther. Can you enthrall me on what a card master is? So, card master is this. It's kind of like a hybrid class. I'd like to think of it as it's. It pulls many things from Warlock, being a limited amount of spells you can use at a time. Um, as well as pulling a couple properties from Wizard when it comes to adding new spells uh, to your deck. You basically, you have a deck of cards. Those okay. cards uh, are all different spells. And depending on your level, you have uh, a larger deck size as well as a larger hand size. Um, when you draw cards, you can draw multiple of the uh, same card from your deck which is really cool but anytime like say for example you run out of cards in your hand uh if i'm reading this correctly you have to take an action to draw a new hand so you don't ever truly run out of spell slots um which is very nice it's just a matter of using the cards that you have in your hand and knowing when to draw a hand which is really cool and then he also has a really cool uh cantrip that's unique to the class called card throw which is just basically like all right we're gonna throw a card and then when the card hits you roll a d6 to determine the color of the card which determines the type of damage um and like most cantrip it's like an eldritch blast type of cantrip where it doesn't grow stronger in terms of the damage it deals but it does allow you to shoot off multiple uh 
when you get to higher levels, which is also something that's kind of cool. So right. that's why I kind of say it, it. it's a very Warlock-like class with pulling some aspects from Wizard. So um, it's a really cool class, and uh, Brian even encouraged me to uh, to try this class out. Maybe it's- just a little. <laughs> but it's cool because I, I like the idea of the class. So it, it's just one of those things that I find uh, very interesting. I'm very excited to test it out, see how it actually works. And hopefully if it goes well, I can bring it into other games that I do play. So Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. So I see, I don't know if you know this, but I'm going for a full digital dm thing but what are you going for i see a pencil and some paper so when was the last time you actually did pen and paper oh my god the last time i actually did like a pencil and paper setup uh was actually one of the campaigns either you or our friend my uh ran um i think if i remember correctly i was playing either a rogue or a monk you were i I think it might have been Curse of Strahd. Okay, so I, I was I was Ramus then. I was yeah, I was my turtle monk. Okay. Such a fun class and race combo. Oh my god, it's great. Be- obviously because monk kind of counteracts the whole turtle turtles only move 25 feet or 20 feet or whatever. So monk helps that part out. But yeah, that's honestly the last time that I did a pencil and paper setup. Obviously when uh, I first heard about the class. I did kind of like a mock thing in Roll20 just okay. to like kind of get a feel for everything and try and understand how uh, everything worked. And But like a part of me was just like, you know, for this campaign, since it's going to be a lot of like, like once all the situations with social distancing and all the COVID stuff ends, it's going to be probably more of an in-person thing rather than uh various bits of remote recording mixed in with um in-person meetings uh so i was like you know what i'm i'm gonna bust out the physical dice the actual character sheet just to um just to give a new sense to it because it's something i haven't done in a while and it's something that um i want to kind of get back into is like the actual physical aspect of dungeons and dragons Awesome. So we are going to be doing a new rule set. We're going to be sticking to 5th edition. You already know that. Yeah, 5th ed is kind of what I was brought into and fell in love with it. So No 3-5. 3-5 is not good for what we're going to do. And Pathfinder is just annoying. Pathfinder is Pathfinder. <laughs> but what we're going to do is we're just going to be going through the character creation process, which is the most... It's honestly least. the most fun fun depending on how your dice land yeah that um i'm hoping i i get some decent rolls but hey if i don't oh well just gotta roll with it shall we give our listeners some dice asmr all right so in my hand right now i have like four tiny d6 and that's how i'm gonna be determining my stats the way it works is we roll the 4d6 and drop the lowest number of the of the of the four dice all right um obvious in the past i've played where like we re-roll ones but 
uh, in conferring with Ryan about all this, we have decided we are not going to be re-rolling one, so it should lead to some interesting stats, because I've had it happen before where I've rolled four ones. Oh, no. I've had that happen before, and I was just like, all right, cool, so this is a wash. Um, but, yeah, so let's uh, let's see what's going to happen, and I have more more dice to roll if these dice decide to betray me. So I got a pack of 36. So. Here we go. First stat roll of the podcast. What do we got? Okay, that's a 15. All right. It doesn't matter where they go for now. Yep, I'm just writing them down. That way I can re-roll as I need to. I gotcha. And sorry for the background noise. We're currently at our job location, which is undisclosed. But we have a little bit of background noise going on. Shouldn't be too bad every now and then. All right, that's a 13. Okay, so we're still above 10. That's a 10. Those dice sound so good on mic right now. That's a 12. Okay, so 13, 12, 15. 10. Anything below 10? Nothing yet. Oh, that's a nice one. That's a 16. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. I also have the card master up on my end, too. Cool, so yeah. I, I have it on my phone. Here. So, yeah. I will link the actual Steampunk Compendium we're going oh, to be no. using. Oh, no. What is, oh, no? <laughs> that's an 8. Okay. It's okay. I, I know where I can kind of fit that one as Oop. I throw my pencil. Do you need another pencil? I have, like, eight of them. I'm good. I just need to grab it real quick. All right, so he's grabbing the pencil. So for now, we got an eight as the last stat. Pencil has been retrieved. So the stats that I rolled are 15, 13, 10, 12, 16, and eight. I already have a general idea where I want to put everything, um, so that's good. And... In terms of race, I have I didn't actually determine um, fully what race I was going to play. I know I had said human. Did you want to stay with the normal SRD stuff, like humans, Typhlings, Dragonborns, and all that, or did you want to try to delve into the steampunk races that were available to you as well? Um, I think I'm gonna stick with just the uh, standard, just because. Um, just because it might be a little bit easier in terms of, like, some consistency, you know? Okay. Um, but I remember I was kind of, like, going back and forth between, like, human, half-elf, or elf. That's that's what I remember kind of, like, going between when I was looking into this. Okay. Uh, so we don't have to worry about backstory because, well, we already have one written. Yeah, I... The moment Ryan approached me about this and asked me to be a part of it, I was like, okay, cool. And then when I uh, came up with the idea for the German Cardmaster, I was like, okay, now how can I make this into a fun yet not too super tragic, but like a, a wholesome kind of backstory? Um, wholesome tragic? Yeah, it it's it's a wholesome story. I think you can agree with that. It's it's a very wholesome so. story, but it does have like a twinge of tragedy to it, which I mean to be fair, it's nothing wrong with that. 
I'm I'm not even looking f- at race just to like mm-hmm. min max anything, um, which is something that I have done in the past, and it it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but um, do, do, do. Uh. all right. So everything that we're going to be using today should be in the show notes. So when we're in post-processing, I'm looking at you, DM, who is currently talking. (laughs) Future me, make sure that you put those references in the thing and see if you could try to find the actual person who made the Steampunk Compendium because there is no author on here. It's only a Reddit post. I mean, the Steampunk Compendium itself is probably like a combination of many authors pulled from different things. At least I would think so. Um... Honestly, I think I'm just going to go... I think I'm going to go with human. I okay. Feels like... It feels to me like the the best overall right. one. A plus one to all stats or an extra feat? Um, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to go variant human. Just just because the, um, the actual feat is always a handy thing to have as well as the fact that getting an extra skill proficiency is is not bad so uh for those that don't know variant human they get two different ability scores increased by one you get a proficiency in one skill and you gain a feat of choice so i'll probably once i start uh once i start placing stats which i kind of have an idea of where i want to place things um that'll determine the where the ability scores go gotcha we are starting at level one yep that's totally fine which is something i've never done before for any of my players for those who know me i always start with level five so this is something brand new for me card master level one all right all right so our hit die is 1d8 Per cardmaster level, so you have a D8 plus whatever my con modifier is yep. going to be once I so determine that. So D8 plus whatever. So, um, and what I do before I even add like um, my ability score increases is like I'll put the stats where I want them to be, and then from there I uh, I do that. That way my bonuses are somewhat accurate (laughs) everyone has a method to their own madness yep um i think i'll do that that so those are done you are gonna go here because i don't need you that much i don't think but we'll see um so what is our spellcasting ability? So your charisma is uh, the spellcasting ability. So, in case you couldn't guess where that sixteen was gonna go, <laughs> hang on, I'm over here, so I'm gonna move my mic a little bit over there. We go. That being said, I know charisma is like a a uh, stat for talking to people, but mm. even still, even if you have high charisma as a character that doesn't necessarily mean you're a very charismatic character which is something that i love i love to play with things like that too so all right so i think 
I know where my ones are going. They're going to go where I put my 15. All right. And my 13. So. that Now I can make these darker so that they are more permanent. Until my ability score increases, obviously. All right. So. To run down what we got, I decided uh, the 8 was going to go in strength, the 15 was going to go into dexterity with the plus 1, that brings it up to 16, the uh, 13 was going into constitution with the plus 1, that gives it to 14, 10 intelligence, 12 wisdom, and 16 charisma. Alright, awesome, and then you already know your bonuses? Yes. Perfect. So let's see. Here. So that means I'm gonna have a starting HP of ten. That's actually not that bad. That's pretty good. That's decent for um, a starting character. Yeah. All right. Well, I have it up here. I have your spell casting DC, your save DC. So I got eight plus proficiency. So we are proficient at eight plus proficiency. Our proficiency plus bonus. Proficiency at level one is a plus two. Um. So, plus uh, charisma. Yes. So you said sixteen. Yeah. So that's a plus three. So, so my spell eight. save DC eight plus two plus three. 13? So that's a thirteen. Spell casting ability is charisma. And my spell attack bonus is a plus uh, proficiency plus charisma. So that's a plus five for my spell attacks. Beautiful. See, there's something just so fun about the character creation process. I, I honestly love it. It's um, sort of zen. I know. Um, get proficiency in light armor, simple weapons, and playing cards as tools. Mm-hmm. My saving throws are intelligence. Intelligence? And charisma. And just because I'm stupid, um, that means I add proficiency to those, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I, it's Like I said, it's been a while since everything was all automated for me. Um, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. That's why we're here doing it now. And this is going to be a completely separate episode from your actual backstory. All right. Cool. So, then skills, I get to choose two from Acrobatics, Arcana, Deception, History, Intimidation, Investigation, and Sleight of Hand. All right. So, before you pick those, I was thinking for the campaign, pretty Mm -hmm. much, we would have, like, some morality issues. We would have a lot of investigation stuff going on. Yeah. As, like, you guys would be sort of agents. Okay. A sort of thing. Uh Uh-huh. So whatever you want to do, whatever you feel would be fun to play for the story we're going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe... Well, I was already planning on taking investigation as as a thing anyway. So that was going to be one for sure. Okay. Um, and then... I guess because as part of the backstory, he's... He's like a bit of a tinkerer, which people would hear, tinkerer, oh, why isn't he an artificer? 
just wasn't the route I wanted to go. I I don't want him to be someone that builds things all the time. I wanted him to be someone who like he he's just an average guy. He just likes to to mess with things. He's not good at it, but like he can still he can still work it pretty decently. So speaking of tinkering, I actually homebrewed a ability. Oh. So this is gonna be in your I don't remember how the sheets outlaid. Um, so probably like, would go under like features and traits. Probably. Yep. Let's make it a trait. So it's called Tinker. Has right. two charges. You recoup one after a long rest. So that basically means it takes two long rests. Oh wow! It's either really raining or something's going on on the roof. Distractions. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it's going to take two full long rest to get both charges and that's up to twice per day okay so you can tinker which means you can create a trinket or up to a small mechanized device in which the purpose is up to the player ooh So that is your homebrew ability. I like it. Yep, our other player, or the player who we tried to record with on Tuesday. Sadly, equipment didn't work properly that day. <laughs> That's why we're here now. Um, they have their own ability, but I'm not gonna spoil it. I'll show you off recording for that. Okay, yeah, because I'm I'm really curious about that. It's really cool that you actually took the time to like homebrew little things to go with us just based on like the way our characters are that that's something that's really cool to me um and something i definitely appreciate hey it's a lot of fun and then for the unnamed player i also had another ability for them theirs was crap where was it oh found it so theirs was called delve Oh. Same thing, two charges twice per day. Player may search for specific information involving blackmail, propaganda, or malicious intent. Oh, that's awesome. So, that might come into play later. Who knows? So, I need to go back to yours. Okay. And I'm just going to make sure that this is still going because I'm a little nervous about our software. There we go. Everything's still looking good? Yeah, we're still live. Okay, cool. Um, so, investigation definitely was one of the skills that i was looking to let's definitely see. get we're going to card master correct yes oh, let's see acrobatics arcana deception history intimidation and sleight of hand um uh, no wait I, I remember now sleight of hand was the other one i wanted to take because sleight of hand yeah just just because part of his thing is like he does card tricks like that that's how he became a card master his grandfather kind of like taught him card tricks and it was just something that he kind of hooked on to and then I need to grab one more uh, for the fact that I'm playing variant human. Okay. And, and it's nice that it can be literally anyone. Um, but I think I'm going to use it for perception. I I always am one that's like, no matter what you need to be able to to see around you it's something that definitely is a nice thing to have um always good to have perception in your pocket exactly and and like for me i'm one of those people that it's like 
um, if I have a free choice of something that I'm not given, I usually like to go like perception or stealth. Those are like the two ones that I like the most. Um, but let me just fill in the various skills. Do, do, do. I'm going to take a look at what we could do next for this so we can go with maybe equipment yes uh, one second I've almost got everything put in Alrighty then. Alright, cool. Alright, so are you ready for equipment? Yes. Let's see, so in addition to the equipment gained by your background, you attain the following. So do you want a light crossbow and twenty bolts or any simple weapon? Um I was thinking I was going to go the route of a simple weapon. Okay. Now I need to pull up the things for simple weapons. Yeah, right. It's been a bit for me, too. Da, da, da. All right. So, simple weapons. Uh, club, melee, club, dagger, great club, hand axe, javelin, light hammer, mace, not the spray, quarterstaff, sickle, and spear. Uh, give me one sec. I need... I need to see it as well. Just, it, it's one of those things where it's like you need to be able to see it. I gotcha. Uh, da, da, da. Don't worry, we're still here. We're just trying to figure out stuff. Um, I think in terms of simple gonna go with <laughs> oh boy what are you thinking right now so I'm I'm going between a light hammer or a mace okay so light neither hammer. of which really helped me because they're both strength weapons um which is a little unfortunate because I'm more of a dex character, but I gotcha. But you need to have something on your side just in case someone exactly picks exactly you in the alleyway or something. So I think I'm gonna go with mace. Mace to the face. Um, so it's a plus one to hit. One d six minus one, which is a little unfortunate, but so zero possibly. Yeah, it, it's possible I could actually hit them and do zero damage, but it's fine. We'll figure it out when the time comes. Then, as part of... Uh, then, Scholar's Pack or Dungeoneer's Pack? Ooh. I never fully remember, like... I don't remember the packs. The packs, so I... That's something I'll determine later, I think. Yeah, but, we'll do that off-camera. Yeah. Off-camera, off-mic. I get leather armor, two daggers, which are nice. 
I've literally used daggers so much that I've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, it's a plus five. D4 plus three, uh, piercing. All right. You said you had leather armor, correct? Yes. So that's 12 plus, or 11 plus dex, sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking studded leather. (laughs) To be honest, same here. That's what I was thinking. So I have a 14 AC, which is nice. Okay. It's always good to have something like that. I'm playing a sorcerer in another campaign right now, and Jesus Christ. Luckily, I have high decks, so my standard AC is like 13 or so, or something close to that. Okay. Um, but mage so, armor is still super handy because that brings me up to like a 16 at that point. Is uh, mage armor cantrip? It's a level one spell. Uh, so I always have to use a level one slot for that, but at the same time, it's worth it. No, I got it. I get it. I, I am a squishy boy. Uh, we're level four, and I have twenty-one health, so I need all the help I can get. I get that. Base speed of thirty. Initiative is plus three. Gotcha. I'll add some music or something in the background, so this way it's not really that awkward in the silences. <laughs> Trust me, it's going to be way different once you actually jump in here. Uh, all right. Then what else? What else? Um. I'm not sure if that's all the equipment that we're going to be using. That might just here. be all equipment for right now. Cool. So you have an ability. So your proficiency in card magic has made you unnaturally lucky and precise. Your spell attack score, a critical hit on a 19 or 20. Yeah, that's that's amazing to me. Yep. Whenever a creature rolls a 1 Favorable on a save. odds. Yep, and we're probably going to have the stuff up on the side as well, just for a quick reference, too. Yep. So we could just have that there. And, of course, doing this on pen and paper, pencil and paper, I, uh, I like to write things out. That way I can just quickly glance and see it. Just some of our coworkers waving hi to us while we're here. Yeah, after all, we we are at our job right now. So it's it's awesome that they're letting us use the space that they're letting us use as well, which is very helpful. Completely. Um, Let's see. So we got favorable odds here. The creature rolls one on save. Deal crit damage. It basically becomes a crit. And then that's all of those. We don't need anything else on that side. Nope. And then it just comes to essentially spells. Alright, so your hand size is two. Yes. Okay. So we got Hand size is two, but deck size is six, which basically means I get six level one spells, and I also have three cantrips. Gotcha. So let's head over to the list of cantrips, first and foremost. So first and foremost, the cantrip I'm definitely taking is card throw, because that's one of the cornerstones of this class. Alright, so we got Acid Splash, Blade Ward, card throw, which is currently being used, uh, Fire Bolt, not Fireball. Always a classic. Frostbite, Light, Mage Hand, Message, Minor Illusion, 
poison spray, prestidigimentation, right of Prestigma Prestamagaga. Um and Thunderclap. And Thunderclap. So definitely going card throw. I think I'm gonna Message is always one that I enjoy. Message that you throw them. Um yeah, essentially, like it, it could be flavored as just like tossing a card back and forth type thing. Toss a card to your ally. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Well, they gotta have some fun too. Oh, of course, of course. Um, and then I think so. Card throw is going to be like my main damage cantrip. Message is a nice utility one because it it basically allows you to talk with party members uh stealthily if if you're in a high risk situation i gotcha um and then i'm gonna take one that i don't normally take i'm gonna take light what yeah as weird as it sounds but light i feel like in this setting in this uh environment i feel like light is gonna be something that comes in handy all right Cool. It, and like I said, it's not normally a cantrip that I take because a lot of the times I'm playing characters that have dark vision. Um, but I think it's something that is going to be... I, I think it's something that's going to come in handy for sure. Gotcha. So I think those are our three cantrips, right? Yep, that's three. All right, so are you ready for the level ones? Yes. There's a lot. There's a decent amount, yes. All right, so Burning Hands, Charm Person, Chromatic Orb, Color Spray, Comprehend Languages, Detect Magic, Disguise Self, Earth Tremor, Expeditious Retreat, False Light, Featherfall, Fog Cloud, Ice Knife, one of my personal favorite spells. Oh, Ice Knife is my favorite spell by far. My favorite level one. Oh, yeah. Identify, Ray of Sickness, Shield, Silent Image, Thunder Wave, and Witch Bolt. All right. So I already know two spells right off the bat that I want to take. Um, okay. So Ice Knife and what else? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite level one spell and why is it Ice Knife? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, ice Knife. Ice Knifer. And then Chromatic Orb. Okay. And then we have four more. So do we want to try to do more utilitarian or do we want to have a little fun and randomize our spells? So that's the thing that when I did like my little mock version of this, I, I kind of grappled with was the fact that my hand is very random. It's very up to chance since I have okay. a, hand, a hand size of two and a deck size of six. In order to determine my hand size, I have to roll a d6 twice in order to get my spells. Okay. So... The thing is, in a in like a combat situation, it's better to have more of the uh, damage dealing spells. But in like uh, in other situations, it might be good to have supportive spells. However, the spells that you get are completely up to chance, and that's the thing. Obviously, you can co constantly like redraw from your deck. Okay. But um, again, that that requires an action. If you don't get what you're trying to get um so this is something that i've kind of been grappling with in terms of what i should have um 
I think. And the problem is, I, I kind of wish I brought my computer so I could see, have an easier way to see what some of these spells do. Um, but I I could look them up. Like, I do here. have we a got time. I do have a website here that I'm using to kind of see this as well. Uh, let me see. I also have a compendium here as well. Okay. That's that's not a bad one. I, I don't mind that. Do, do, do. I also forgot Featherfall was a first level spell. <laughs> I know. I thought it was a cantrip, to be honest. I thought it was a level two spell. I knew it wasn't a cantrip, but I thought it was a level two. No, that's not going to come in handy. Spells are always so hard to pick. Especially, like, when you're seeing ones that you... I, I, no, I think I'm going to take Fog Cloud. Fog Cloud's a fun one. Okay. Fog Cloud is very much a fun spell. Um, I actually never used Fog Cloud before. I, I have used it, and one, it's a very good, like distraction type thing and it's also very helpful when it comes to like trying to run away because you can't see through the fog so um i remember one campaign that me and my friends did we kind of like homebrewed a thing with it where it's like oh because it's your fog that you created you can see through it but like okay. no one else can so up to you if you want to play it that way or if you just want to use it as a giant smoke screen we'll figure it out yeah like we'll figure that out when the time comes um Let's see. I need to remember what Thunder Wave does. Oh, gosh. I'm already looking at third, and I see Melf's Minute Meteors. <laughs> uh, I'm not looking forward to level three. cube originating from you. Okay, so it's essentially Shockwave from you. Okay, so it does have some sort of resemblance to Thunder Wave in a way. Yeah. In my head, I, for some reason, I always mix up Thunder Wave and uh, and Shatter. Those are two that, for some reason, I always screw up. I gotcha. Uh, Shatter's such a good spell. I know it is. I think I will take Thunder Wave, though. I think I will take Thunder Wave. Okay. Just because it could be good if I'm, like, surrounded. You never know. Exactly. Especially because it pushes things ten feet away from me. Um if they fail a save yep that would definitely help yes because we are all about utilitarian here we are utility as well as um as well as trying to just find the best way to do things just hate that the damage is so low on earth tremor i know only a d6 bludgeoning that's hmm we could figure something out for it no when it comes to spells i i do like them to be pretty like true to form uh some minor homebrew things like the like with the fog cloud you can see through your own fog cloud type thing that that's just a little addition it's not necessarily like breaking the spell per se um i gotcha 
Um, God, I... Mm. Sometimes, you know, just spells are awful. Hey, it's all right. It'll take poison, or ray of sickness, ray of sickness. Okay, are we becoming a beholder now? <laughs> Just because the poison condition is a nice one. Gotcha. How many more do we have left? One, two, three, four, five. I got one more, one more right. left. Uh, There's a couple of fun ones in here. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll do that. I'll take Identify. Okay. All right, those are our spells. And that'll, then... that'll come in handy for sure, probably. Maybe. Who knows? Gotcha. So what do we have left on this character sheet? Um, Besides backstory. Yeah, besides backstory, which I know you have already. So yep. I think it's been at least three or four months since you've seen your backstory yeah i i actually meant to look at it last night just to give myself a refresher but i i have a general idea what i wrote so perfect this is gonna be awesome i think i think that's everything all right let's take a look at that of those of the first page and make sure we got oh i see some things from here huh your traits do we just want to worry about those later? Just do those off? Yeah, I'll, I'll worry about those at another time. All right, so this has been your character creation process. Is there anything that you are currently looking forward to as you jump into the world of Gone Dark? Um, I'm just looking to see, like, one, how the world kind of unfolds, as well as, two, how everything leads to all the characters meeting up, because... That is going to be a very interesting uh, way of like, oh, you're because like, obviously not all characters are going to be from the same country. It's like, oh, you're from this country. So you support this. Like, there's going to be a lot of like uh, misconceptions about the characters based on just origins of the characters, which it'll be interesting to see how the party dynamic flows with that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to being able to get this completely off the ground i can't wait for everything to to get really started all right it'll be fun i haven't i haven't played like in-person D and god knows how long <laughs> it's all right well hey thank you so much for joining me today for your character creation process yeah thank you for uh having this be a thing for sure all right awesome i'm ryan i've been the dm for I'm, gone dark i am matt i am the german cardmaster gunther all right, we shall see you soon. Many people think that the best way to escape war is to dwell upon its horrors and to imprint them vividly upon the minds of the younger generation. They flaunt the grisly photographs before their eyes. They fill their ears with tales of carnage. They dilate upon the ineptitude of generals and admirals. And the hopes for peace thus raised have of late given way to a haunting fear of calamity. The present reign of terror and international lawlessness began a few years ago. It began through unjustified interference in the internal affairs of other nations.
seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender.